0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish
1: football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm joined as usual by Greg. All right, Greg. How's it going, man? All right. I've got a bit of cold, so I might sound a wee bit dodgy during the podcast, but hopefully it's not too bad. Aye, aye. Well, since it's Christmas, we've got a special guest on. I managed to, to scour the globe for a, a top-quality guest and unfortunately I couldn't find anybody. So I managed to get Chris back involved. Alright, Chris?
0: Oh, you were supposed to introduce me to Santa.
1: Santa? Oh. oh. oh what? I forgot about the script.
0: I forgot about the script. That's, see, I go away for a few weeks and this goes to the pot.
1: So it's good to have you
0: back, Chris. Ah, it's good to be back. Just a bit ready for the baby now, so I might get a wee wee bit of respite now before the baby actually arrives. So, it's no to... long at
1: all.
0: No, it's uh, two weeks.
1: Well, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm on it standby
0: be... now. It could be, it could be four weeks. It could be tomorrow. It could be. It's right. unlikely to be tomorrow, but you never know. See, If
1: it happens in two days' time, you have to call the baby <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
2: If if it it happens on a Monday night, it's got to be Craig or Greg.
0: (laughs) And what if it's a girl? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Craig
0: Craig or Greg or Jesus?
1: (laughs) Aye, that's all right. I think you could call it Greg. Greg if it's a Monday night and Jesus if it's Christmas.
2: (laughs) Aye, that's a deal, right? See if it happens between 9 and 10 on a Monday night. You you need to get my name or Craig's name in there somewhere, right? Is
1: that a deal? Aye, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> Aye, right, that's a deal, right, right, Greg, I've decided it's a deal It's a deal, definitely a deal Sort of Right, before we get into the podcast I wanted to mention that I'm drinking Jack Daniel's honey You tried it before? No You tried it, Greg?
2: I don't drink spirits, my man oh, frankly, oh, I, that's... A drink. Well, that's not true, I like I, I, I had a weekly var last night But apart from that, I'm a like big spirit, man
1: Oh, oh well
2: just more, more so talking up to herself,
1: then. Oh, it was good though. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Is it's the that... first time i tried it.
2: Is that, is that to help your cold? We better help your sore throat.
1: That's exactly it. Doctor's orders.
0: Mm. Is that what it is basically? It's like Jack Daniels, but with cough syrup, pardon me. It's
1: It's very sweet. It's... Aye. The problem with it is I could probably drink it like juice.
0: <laughs> oh, that's dangerous.
1: So I might just have the one.
0: That's nah, it's Christmas, why then?
1: it's Christmas, and it's Christmas, and that's why JB's not here, because his buddy got a Christmas quiz, letting us down, eh?
0: He's got that sleigh, that's what it is, he's, getting it. he's got to get loaded for the, the rest of the, the elves and Santa and reindeer and... Yeah, he's, 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 he's,
2: half, he's halfway there with that daft beard of his, <laughs> <laughs> that bit, that's him, he's dropped for the podcast, jacking it for a, a quiz night. no. I wasn't sure if
1: Chris was having a jibe at his weight there. Call him (laughs) Santa. (laughs) Right, we had a bit of a a dodgy weekend there for the charity bet. We went on a wee bit of a run and I was getting a bit cocky. And it just didn't happen. We had Celtic minus two. Celtic to win with a handicap of minus two. And Dundee United the same. And Celtic left it pretty late to score to make it 2-0. But obviously that wasn't enough. Dundee United were rubbish. 1-0. That's not good enough. And then, to top it off, Elgin didn't even score. Never mind guns scoring first. Elgin didn't score. So, uh, disappointing. But we'll see what we can do for the, the upcoming games. I suppose that's
0: why I'm back. I mean, I disappeared when you started winning, so I just stayed away. <laughs> <laughs> well, aye, right
1: enough.
2: That's a, that's a weird coincidence here, isn't it? Chris is back and we're, we're announcing another disappointing charity bet. <laughs> <laughs> JB I'm overlapping that right up. Nah, I mean, I tell you, Saturday's. I thought Sardis bet was a uh, it's a pretty a pretty decent shoot. Um, as I say, Dundee United were looking for the one that might have struggled a wee bit and, and, and it's, it's proved they did, but I, th- I thought Celtic might have my yeah, cuffed hearts they, in the middle oh. of next week but as I'm right. sure as we'll, he- we'll hear it wasn't quite as straightforward as it yeah. we'll uh, save uh, actually, the I...
1: charity bet until later on after the predictions so I we can fire straight into the the premiership chat and start may as well start with the Celtic game since it was the first game of the weekend and it was the game that lost us a charity bet before we even really got going uh, it was uh
0: I want to say it was kind of predictable but then I had 2-1 in a predictor rather than 2-0 so <laughs> that's how confident I was. It was one of the things it's just, it seems to happen so often in football that one minute you cuff a team and you play them a couple of weeks later and it's much tighter. Hearts came to get as low a score as possible. Uh, they never looked like uh, they really intended in getting up the part much even when they went a goal down which took us the best part of an hour and we were in a bit probably, before Chris Commons got his goal. Even after that Hearts were still sitting in they were intent and Time wasting to try and get a point, I and mean, when the point wasn't coming, they were just taking their time, even then, to try and get as few goals as possible. And as Laurie pointed it to me, if that uh, comes back at the end of the season and they've stay up in goal difference, it'll be games like that at the point, but back to... <laughs>
1: that's an interesting way to look at it, Chris. <laughs> well,
0: they're, they're, they're looking at that going, they've just been cuffed off Celtic, they can't even fill the bench with enough players. Yep. They're going that's, to that's... Celtic Park rather than uh Tinecastle, where they get coughed in the first place. They're not looking to get an end out of that game anyway. Uh, Anything they can do in that game is a bonus. If they can keep the score down, great. And I think that's what the the mentality of the game is. Because they they never looked at doing anything other than putting 11 men behind the ball.
1: They had a wee chance quite near the end.
0: Yes. uh, They they gave it the last five minutes ago Because with five minutes to go, you're not getting coughed anymore. Mm. Uh, you may as well have a wee go, especially one now. You never know you might nick something. And they almost did. I mean, it. It wasn't exactly like off the line, but it was it was certainly goal bound and uh, the keeper wasn't getting there. So And that was that. that was that was our one chance. I don't think Fraser Foster that's had that's to do. Yeah I feel that's kind
1: of weird. guilty after watching that game at the weekend because I had feelings that I never thought I'd have that I was watching a Celtic game and I was actually willing them to score. I was I was all for the charity i forgotten a, a lifelong uh, support of Rangers and a lifelong feeling for Celtic getting beat. Hope for them getting beat, but no, <laughs> I, I changed.
0: See, see, see with the fact that you don't have Celtic Rangers in the same week anymore. That's just uh, you've kind of you've matured. We've, we've moved beyond the, the old firm rivalry.
2: Ah that's worse. Celtic's his big team, the Chris. You have a big team
1: to follow. Ah, you're right. I've got my wee team sorted. So yeah, big team. <laughs> I was gonna go for St Johnson, but it could be Celtic they're playing a lovely shade of green. Aye, <laughs> uh, so it was a bit a bit disappointing for the charity bet, but like three points for Celtic. Hearts didn't get cuffed, so maybe they can come away fit where we but a wee bit of positive. I think that's a, that's a great result for
2: Hearts. It's one of these one of these odd occasions you come back you come back with a two nothing defeat and probably turn around each other on the bus and say that was a good result. Because like Chris was saying, they were struggling even to fill a bench. with we uh, we players, so I mean, it's uh, if you look at it for that perspective, it, is, it was actually actually not a bad result for them.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure I've seen Hamill pretty early on go down looking as if he was injured, and that's the last thing Hearts could have handled. Well, I mean,
2: that's that's is it. They get Stevenson it as well just now, uh, in, in the bargain as well, which I think's because any time I've seen him, he looks like this, a guy that might. Maybe we're capable of doing something going forward with him. I don't know how long he's out for, but um, if, if he's missing for sort of three four weeks over Christmas, then it's, it starts to look pretty bleak, or even more bleak than it does already, perhaps. It's
1: worrying that uh, Wilson has got an issue. He's got an injury that he's playing through. Shin splints, I think it was. Mm. And he's just going to take injections and play through it, which doesn't seem very yeah. sensible.
2: That's, that doesn't sound like a good idea either, and I'm sure under any other... Any other circumstance, bar the one they find themselves in just now, he wouldn't be playing. But yeah, he's got a wee bit selfish about this as well. And look at his long-term fitness and health too. And he does not want to be sacrificing maybe four or five years at the end of his career for the sake of half a dozen games in the heart side, which, let's be brutally honest, are are heading for the drop.
1: I thought shin splints was just something that happened when you went running. It was just a wee bit of an ache in in your shins, but apparently not.
2: No, I know I know a guy, there's a, um actually one of the guys that works at the same place as us, he um he was a really promising footballer when he was younger and um, I think he was in Celtic's books for a wee while as well and he'd he'd end up jacking it through uh splints and that was that was at a pretty early age. It was it was severe enough that they more or less said to him, Look now you can't you can't keep playing, can't keep going on, you're gonna end up by uh, end up in a bad way in of like ten years' time, so he... He took a decision to jack it to the extent he does, The same guy doesn't even play five sides anymore He used to have the odd game of five asides here and there But he's, even that he's, he's knocked to the head now Because he's just kind of It's far too debilitating
1: uh, it's a, it's new, It was news to me When I, I looked it up It was Wilson really that spurred that on Because I always thought I got shin splints when I went running But it just turns out that I was getting tired <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, Moving on to the Dundee United game and well, Dundee United had scored four goals in the last some, four or five games, was it? Including the
2: uh, Cup Well, that's F- four, wasn't it? We was were well, going for the record at the weekend. I think, had they, had they scored another four, it was some sort of record back to the I morning
0: mean, 40s or something. But, uh. Did they not match that last week? Like, what, they, the number they scored in a row? They four, might have four, done. Four goals I thought they'd matched it, and it was like this 1930
1: odds. This one might have been. This one
0: might have
2: uh, beat it. Aye, to beat yeah. the record. I think you're right, Chris. Yep.
1: I know I could get was one 0 but I suppose it was good enough because it's moved them into second place in the table. Yes,
0: aye, aye. well, it's, it's nice and tight there in second place with three teams and thirty two. <laughs>
1: Very tight,
0: yeah. Mm. But, but uh, well, I mean, obviously the, the the banging in the goals has made a difference because they're sitting on plus twenty two goal difference and Aberdeen are below them and plus eleven. So,
2: aye, it's the goal difference is incredible. Isn't it? I think Motherwell are something like we might even be minus. They
0: yeah, are minus three.
2: Oh, yeah, minus three. So I mean, it's the, the jump between Dundee and Motherwell is just just immense at the moment. But I think uh, I think it's one of the reason. It was a it was a patient win on Saturday. I think um, McNamara was making that point later on. I think, in fact, I think he said the same last week. He was saying, look, we're not going to panic if we've no scored by sixty minutes. We're not going to hit the panic button. we'll wait and we'll play the same game of football and we'll eventually get that goal. There's a belief in the side that they can go and get that goal on that win. And I think I think that result on Saturday. Sort of uh, sort of showed that to be the case, because I mean, Russ County will be they'll be there to do a wee bit like Hearts are doing at the minute, and maybe you know playing against the side, they're banging the goals in, they're obviously going to be trying to keep it tight at the back, so I'm sure United would have had a pretty frustrating first 60-70 minutes, but again, got a telling goal on the end, not a good result well,
0: They had it the ball on the net in the first half, but uh, <laughs> it was ruled out for offside I, I've, I've watched it in sports scene last night, I've stolen the idea, because it was off the, off the camera and you know what it's like watching. <laughs> you've got one camera if it's not been on live telly did you
2: see the it was it must have been the it must have been the Inverness Aberdeen game and as a, as a complete contrast to that, I can't remember whose goal it was, but they showed the one of the English, one of the Aberdeen goals, and I think they showed it for about five or six different Aye. angles. And Aye, you could can tell they'd obviously got the feed for, oh, it must be PT, PTA sport. sport. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, we've seen the ball going in, but yeah, go and watch it for another four or five different angles to see it again and again. And then, like you say, you've got the United game and they've got a fixed camera somewhere. It's just crap.
1: You would think with the the amount of like phones that can do HD video nowadays, oh. you think that they could they could get a, a cheap video camera surely <laughs> set up. Even surely even they cheap, could. Iphone. Surely, surely they could
2: just buy some of these. You know these GoPro cameras have got these wee these wee uh, sort of matchbox size ones. and just tag them into the inside the nets or, or stick them yeah. along a party. These things are like a couple of hundred quid that produce HD video, but pff, yeah. well, it's a BBC we're talking about
1: isn't it. Well, if it's the BBC that supplies the cameras, I'm not sure how exactly how it works. If the SPL do or not. Sorry, I called it the SPL, but you know what I meant, the Premiership. don't know how it works? The SPFL.
0: I don't Aye. know who it is, actually. I'm assuming somebody needs to supply them. I don't know if it's the clubs or if it's the league, but obviously there's there's live footage coming for the games somewhere.
2: And most of the clubs, I think most of the clubs film. The, the game in its entirety in some mm. some way, shape or form but I, I don't think that's the same I'd be amazed if that was the same feed that the, the BBC were using because uh, I mean, I've mean i seen some of the ones that the i have done and it's, it's literally a guy with a camcorder up the back of the stand <laughs> and it's chugling
1: about everywhere and shaking around but it's still better than the blooming BBC's Is he for an guy, offside? Like you don't need to be that talented surely as a cameraman to do the offside because you're not having to cover the whole pitch, you're covering a small wee section, you can almost just point it forward and then go off and buy a pie and get a wee <laughs> <laughs> It's not like the guy that does the, the main camera, which I think must be a wee bit tiring tire because you're having to follow the, the action for all the way from the one goal to the other goal. My I there. might put myself forward to be a uh, offside cameraman. Aye, you sound like an expert at it. You should oh, speak to the BBC and get me your iPhone. And said, Don't <laughs> worry, I'll, I'll catch the offsides in this iPhone. Aye, aye. Pay me, pay me for the privilege. Aye, that sounds all right to me. Aye. aye so I was looking at uh, Dundee United scores, and so they played seventeen games in the league, and seven of those games have scored four goals.
0: Well, you've won it up.
1: Aye. That's a superb season for them so far. Yeah, no, no, brilliant. If they keep if they keep
2: that going sort of post Christmas, which I hope they I hope they do, because like I was saying a couple of weeks ago, really need to start getting Dundee United and Aberdeen and these sides actually putting together um, decent seasons consistently. Because otherwise, you know, myself Celtic when they left with absolutely zero challenge, so it's it's really important these sides to get their act together and keep it going. And I, I mean, United, I think. As much as I'm not Dundee United fan, I think everybody recognises the fact they've got this crop of really good youngsters playing for them just now. if you're a football fan, that's you. That's what you want to see. Even if they're up there giving your side a tanking, at least you're watching, you know, young, talented football players playing the game in the right way. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure everybody would
0: would like to see that continue at the end of the season. Yeah, and there's a good combination there because it's not just the young. Players, but there's obviously a young manager in McNamara, who's only, yeah. he's only 40, which is quite young for a manager. And he, like, he's he got exactly the same sort of football uh, mentality at Dun United as he had at Barty Thistle in the first division. Mm. It's, it's, it's certainly paying dividends because well, they're getting the wins, they're getting the goals, they're entertaining the crowd. I, I mean, I can't think of a, another stadium in uh, Scotland at the moment where you'll get a, that kind of value for money, possibly with the exception of Ibrox, but then. Mm. That's a different kind of thing because then you're you're looking at uh, the the massive gulf and finances are paying as you would expect them to, whereas with under United, they're banging in the goals against teams that they're probably on a par with when it comes to financial.
2: For me, it's just the style that they play with at the moment United. It's just because you get this collection of youngsters inside, they just don't give a monkeys, you know? The confidence and taking folk on and trying stuff that maybe... More experienced professionals, for whatever reason, uh, decide that they're, they're not happy doing these guys just going over going it's it's paying dividends for them, I and mean, it's as it's great to watch. They're, they're, I mean, with the exception of Celtic, who cuffed us a few weeks ago, they're they're by far the, the best side I've seen up at up at Fir Park for a long time.
1: It's positive for uh, looking outsiders looking in because the national team. You got to look at the the players that could potentially come through and be the stars of. Not the next campaign, I think it's maybe a wee bit early to be expecting Gold and Souter to be stepping up. But that kind of thing we should be looking ah, at to cheer your them on for the national team and for selfish like, reasons. You look at guys like Mackay Stephen, though. I mean,
2: I mean, there's a boy as well. It's, I think he's scored in... Every one of the last something like seven or eight games. It's, it's There's some incredible statistic in there. Something as well.
0: like that. The the funny thing about Mackay Stephen is he's not the one we're talking about this season. He he was the one we're talking about yeah. last season, but yep, although yep. he is getting on the score sheet, it's, it's the likes of Ryan Gould and Stuart Armstrong and, uh, like you said, uh, Souter as well. They're the guys we're talking about this season. So, I mean, Mackay Stephen's almost disappearing in there. And yet, it's not as if he's not contributing. Like you say, he's, he's banging on yeah. the goals. Yeah, it shows uh, the strength
1: of the. The United midfield that they got Gomez back in the summer and he's hardly featured for them at all. Oh, there you Goodwillie as well, that's coming
2: off the bench for 10 minutes at the end. A guy that was, yeah. you know, the next big thing.
0: He's maybe the disappointment, if anything, because I don't, he, I mean, certainly hasn't he found the form that he had in no. his first spell at Dundee United? And if anything, it's, it's uh, Nadia Chief Jay that's doing the, the kind of mm. business off the bench rather than David Goodwillie.
1: Yes, I think Goodwillie scored, as it last week? But other than that, yeah, he's he's been underperforming to his, his standards anyway. So next game up I've got here is Hibs against St. Johnson, but other than Paddy Craig getting sent off, in some like 30 seconds. There's nothing <laughs> really
0: I to discuss. <laughs> I, was, I was reading earlier, he's appealing that red card. I don't think he's going to win it because I think it's a shocking yeah. challenge.
1: That's I heard a weird... them talking about the
0: sports scene last night and they were saying, oh, should the referee have to take into account that he's just on the park? No. no <laughs>
1: that's that's the
0: rules. Get the rules yeah, applied exactly. properly. Exactly. If he's gonna There's nothing in the rules the bench, about that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If he's going to come off a bench and lunge into somebody, he gets what
2: he deserves. yeah I mean it's, it must be Christmas because they're just about to waste a thousand pounds in an appeal that's going to go straight into the SFA's Christmas drinks <laughs> fund. So, mental. A
0: red all day of the week. Yep, definitely.
1: There was a wee bit of a penalty incident. Was it Collins? Yeah,
0: right towards the end of the highlights.
1: Uh there was a, a bit. Of, I was reading that afterwards. Uh, there was a bit of conflicting stories there. Colin saying that uh, he'd been apologised to for the, the penalty, and it was definitely a penalty. And then I can't remember the, the player who was involved, the other player, but then he was also saying after the game, no, no, it definitely wasn't a penalty. So who knows? Aye, so that's it. No, no, nothing exciting there. Kelly? Chris Boyd scored. I mentioned Boyd in my... No, oh, I never seen... Boyd, <laughs> right,
0: I, I wanted to bring this one up. See Chris Boyd's goal? How come he gets to claim that when it was quite clear when Jackson Irvine that struck it and it was heading into the net and it took a slight nick off him? If that's a defender, is it an own goal?
1: Well, never. that's, that's, a, good a, good nope. that's no, a good
0: point. It would never That's no a good point. Never been an on goal. So, no why chance. is it with a defender does it, it's not an on goal, but if a striker does it, he claims it?
1: Well, I did I, that I mean, in a game of fives with Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that
0: I that if, if you're a striker, you damn right sure you're claiming it. But when it's gone down, is who's, who's actually getting the goal? Like for me, it's the guy that strikes it, not the guy that takes a slight nick off.
2: It's, it's not the direction of the ball in any way. No. She performed. It's scuffed the bottom. He studs. Like you said, if it's a defender that's doing that, it, 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 the, the claim is always that uh, it's goal bound. Anyway, you know, defenders got nothing to do with it. But that was, that's a really sketchy one. But I mean, it's credited to Boyd. So
1: yeah, you know,
2: the bookies will be paying it, aren't it?
1: Yep. So I picked Boyd to score, and I also got the score line exactly right. But I didn't put any money on it. So mostly nah. me. I saved my money for Dundee United to win minus
2: one.
1: Terrible. <laughs> and Greg, in the predictor, I went for two two. I think in the Motherwell St Mirren game, wildly inaccurate. Yep, yep.
2: An easy home win. It's no, uh, it's not often I get to say that this season, but uh, it's it's a bit as good as we've looked since uh, since August. Really, it was a. It was a good performance. St Mern weren't great, to be fair. I mean, they, did any, they didn't really trouble us too much at the back. Any, any sort of uh, half-chances they got were pretty easily dealt with by the by the back four. But, but for the first time this season, we've actually looked decent going forward. And uh, the the guy that was the difference on Saturday was uh, Ainsworth, who was who was playing up the right-hand side. He's kind of doing that job Humphrey used to do by providing a decent out ball and, and actually Actually taking taking the ball for a wee run. So Martin seemed to be playing quite a high line as well, which was suiting us because a number of times the ball was getting fed through the channels, um, and they were getting caught out, uh, worked in our favour as well. But I uh, two or three good goals and um, could maybe be more. A couple of other good chances too. Their keeper had a couple of decent saves. I was impressed with Keller. I thought I thought he uh, I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, looked pretty solid despite conceding three. So I it's 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 a wee bit of welcome. Good news because I, I honestly didn't fancy that game much on Saturday. I thought some man might have nicked something, but hopefully that'll be the the start of his maybe turning things around a wee bit in the in which usually a dodgy spell at Christmas and New Year.
1: I liked Daniel's goal the first one. Mm. Very calm. I was I was watching the highlights and thinking, ah, he's made made a schoolboy error there. Too Aye. many touches. Aye. Ah, the chance is gone. Shows what I know. Exactly
2: <laughs> what I was saying. The first time he jinked inside, I'm shouting, "Hit it!" Hit it And then he
1: jinx again, and I'm
2: thinking, Oh yeah, you're joking me, man. Then of course that's the back of the net. I he's he's um it's funny that he played well on Saturday and so did Ainsworth, just as their loan deals are about to mm. um expire in a couple of weeks. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with with both of those players. I, I'd like to think we could keep both. I've got a funny feeling we might I don't know. I think Annie might be might be heading back, but um, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, Ainsworth's making all the right noises about staying Um, is not really saying that much so I think he's maybe got one eye and perhaps come back to his own club. But I hopefully we'll keep a hold of him because, as I say, we, in terms of squad and stuff we're pretty threadbare just now so if these guys do ditch it then we're, we're having to rely on the likes of James McFadden to come in and bail us it which this <laughs> season has not, really been, no. has not really been going to plan. And guys like Ian, Ian Vigers, who's just having the horrific season I keep I keep pinning my hopes that in the second half of the season, Vigers and McFadden will suddenly become brilliant again. But the longer it goes, the the, the less likely it's looking.
1: I don't know about McFadden, but Vigers is a decent player, a decent player. Recently, I should say, uh, McFadden has been a wee while since that. So who knows uh, if he's going to come back? But Vigors surely it's just a matter of time.
2: You would think so, but he's he's he's, he's headstone at the moment. You can see him playing. Uh, with his head, down the, and he knows, I mean, he was, he was in a press conference a couple of weeks ago and he was more or less saying that, he knows he's having a, a shocker this season, and I think that's playing in his mind more than anything else at the moment, because, I mean, it's you can tell when he gets the ball, he's he's immediately nervous about losing it, which was, it was never really Vigar's game, He's always pretty confident in the ball, but the number of misplaced passes and, and um, you know, getting caught in possession, it's just... He's having a torrid time at the moment because I mean, if you're having a bad time as well, the, the supporters know that. And up at Fair Park, they're not the most tolerant. So the first time he knocks a, he knocks a pass three, he's getting absolutely <laughs> panelled for it. So he needs to, he could do with a couple of goals, good Vigors, and uh, get his confidence up a wee bit and hopefully kickstart his season. So uh, fingers crossed that'll happen. And uh, the
1: final game and uh, the Premiership at the weekend was a half-five kickoff. I think it was, on BT, and it's got to be a contender for game of the season so far. What did I say against... in the
2: predictor? Did I say go first?
1: 3-3, you went 3-3.
0: first. Oh, yeah. nearly. <laughs>
1: yep. Almost got it. <laughs> That's it. I, uh, who would have expected it to be 4-0 at half-time, and then Inverness to come straight out of the blocks, and Mackay scored was it within a minute. I think it was, yeah. Uh, really good, really good game. Uh, good, entertaining Saturday night football. Brilliant. I think, I think it's definitely a contender for me for game of the season so far. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was. Uh, I was kind of watching the scores. I didn't see the game, but I was watching the scores sort of
2: ticking up in the, uh, in the sort of live scores thing because I'd, I'd had uh, had somebody, MacKay to score. But I, I think, <clears throat> I think I said this last week in the podcast. MacKay for me is a guy that's, that's shaping up to get a. A decent move, sometime pretty soon, because the the way he took his goals on Saturday, that's the, that's a sign of a really good striker, and a confident striker, And I mean, I, I've said they try to sell the guy out the league, but I'm I'm amazed there aren't more clubs who are seriously mm. looking at MacKay and in him maybe half a million bid. Because I mean, that would that would that would wrench him for for Inverness and Hart Being he's, he's a guy's a goal scorer. I mean, that second goal, the way he took it around the keeper and finished that's a, that's a great finish. Right,
1: Consistent goal
2: scorer game, as well.
0: Is McKay playing for his country? Because I know Michael O'Neill was in sports scene last night and he was obviously talking him up.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether he's
0: I featured I don't think much. so. Um, I mean, well, if... that's, it's, good, it's good news for him then because he was pretty much coming out and saying he's going to be featured soon. So if that's, if that's him making a, his bow for his country, then I think that's probably good news for them.
1: He was on the bench seven times and he came on twice. During the, the qualifiers, there. Right, so he has he has featured then. Oh, he has featured,
2: but uh, he's still young, he? Twenty five. Is he old as that? I thought he was younger. Mm-hmm. I thought he was younger than that, oh. but surprised. Seeing that he's been around for a wee while. Is he's, he's a is oh. a type of guy. He's a he's a he's a great SPL striker. Yeah. Now, whether he's got the ability to go and do anything more than that, I don't know at the moment. But you know, if, if you're looking to pick somebody up in January let's say you've got a couple of striking problems, you're looking to bring something down in January for a few, Bob, to notch a few goals. He's your man. He's My. a man. I mean, I mean, Celtic, maybe don't sit and say, well, do you know what, for 400,000 or whatever, we can, we can get this boy in. It's peanuts. Proven scorer, in the, scorer in the league. Proven scorer in the league.
0: I don't see us having a player like that at the moment at all, so... Yeah. If we would have gone for him, then I don't think I'd be I'd be too disappointed about that because he certainly be buying in the goals, and he's obviously not a one season wonder either because he was nah. doing it last season. He's doing it again this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got twenty three
1: goals him. in the league last season. Yeah, yeah think like a great superb Really good. Fourteen so far this season. It was seventeen games. So it's a yeah and he's playing
2: on the Inverness side as well. You need to keep that in your mind as well. I mean, the service he's getting for Inverness wouldn't be as good as the service he would be getting for the likes of a Celtic or yeah. you know, perhaps a Dundee United or an Aberdeen. So, I mean, you've got to keep that in the back of your mind as well. I think he's... Um, I mean, I think he was pretty... I think he was, he was nominated for maybe Player of the Year last year as well when Higdon won. I think he might have been one of the guys that was nominated and it's not surprising because he's, he's, he's consistently doing it in that league.
1: Fortunately, a guy like him, he's... He He's almost an unfashionable striker uh, when it comes to a team like Celtic looking on. Uh, he's not the type of player that would get the uninformed fan excited. He's not a, a blue chip signing by any stretch of the imagination, and that kind of thing wouldn't excite people who don't know the game. Like we can all look on and say that he's quality, he's done it in the league, but I just he's just not an exciting signing. I don't think not, uh, especially not in the summer there. Maybe in January is a wee bit different for Celtic because they've not got European football anymore. Yeah. But in January, I think that a lot of the I will call them uninformed fans. It's a wee bit harsh, maybe, but the casual fans that, that they were looking for really big signing. Somebody get yeah. signed for millions.
2: Yeah, I mean, stop. It's, it's not a box office signing. But yeah. by the same token, in terms of in terms of risk, in terms of what it's going to cost you to bring him in against what he's potentially going to provide. It's, it's a um, it's a no-brainer for me, you know. A great bit of
1: business. I, Never mind what he's going to bring on the park.
0: It's no, a great think, bit of business. I think the difficult thing here is: is he SPL quality? Yes, no doubt. What's wrong? Is he Premiership quality? Yes, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> is, he, is he sort of European quality itself that Celtic would be looking for? We don't know. He just he hasn't been challenged at that level yet. So yep. I think it's, it's if you're going to bring him in you you know you're getting a good man for your domestic scene. I don't think that's a risk. Whether you're going to get him and uh, the, the, whether he's going to be the, that big striker that Celtic need to push on in Europe, who knows? Mm. Surely he's got to be worth a chance. Yeah, definitely
2: worth a gamble. Yep. Aye,
1: aye. We've been saying that for quite a while about him being a good striker. <laughs>
0: I mean you can you can compare it with like what they have spent money on. I mean spent a couple of million in Pookie, spent a couple of million on Baldy. We haven't seen these guys in the last sort of six months. Mm-hmm. So I I mean and, and Pookie's sort of bit of hat and miss, Baldy's been off the bench kinda of guy. So, neither of them are exactly set the header on fire. But they they haven't really fit into Scottish football as yet. So if that's the kind of money you're spending on guys, you don't know what they're gonna do domestically. Yeah. By. Yeah. Here, here's a guy you can get four cheaper that will do it domestically. It's not, there's no doubt about it, he will.
2: Aye, his wages will be a fraction Yeah, of the, of the, of these guys as well. You know, as it's yeah, a, it's a real war of you,
0: you could very easily waive a, a, a decent wage packet up compared to what he's getting yeah. the number less, and he'd still be yeah. one of the cheaper guys in the wage bill.
1: Oh, definitely. Yep, definitely. Give him some incentive based based on the, the Champions League. Definitely. He'd be the type of guy like... Uh, Oh I've forgotten the guy who uh, Tony Watt It'd be like Tony Watt That kind of uh, Approach to Champions League football Where he'd be excited right. Just to get on the plane But he's probably got A
0: better attitude than Tony
1: Watt Well I thought Tony Watt's attitude At Celtic was alright But not for what I hear When he's on board
0: <sighs> No The reason he's one In the first place Is because his attitude Wasn't quite right um, And by the sounds of it uh, The Belgian team is with at the moment Are looking to End that loan deal So he may be back At Celtic shortly And if he's coming yeah. back To Celtic I haven't learned much when it comes to his attitude. Then. Mm. Does he really have a future at the club? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Right, so looking down the, the lower leagues in Scottish football, we were a bit perplexed about uh, why there were some games in, on at the weekend and some weren't. For example, Rangers were playing Boxing Day. Well, this guy in the forum, Greg, cleared that up. He did, he cleared that up. You could opt Pretty quickly, didn't he? Aye, uh, straight in there, uh, saying that it was... I guess it's finances at the at Christmas. Really, you could opt out of the the Boxing Day fixture, which I don't know why Rangers have stuck with it. I don't know. I don't know why they did that.
2: So they so I, they they stuck with the, They've kept their Boxing Day fixture. They have, aye. And it's aye, meant to be bad. Well, well they think there's going to be a, a bigger crowd. I mean, I, I, do you know what? I know a lot of guys who'd be like Boxing Day football. Last thing I want to be doing. But by the same token, I know just as many guys here like Boxing Day football, brilliant. Yeah. Get me out of the house, get me going doing something. So I mean yeah, that's it. can I watch both ways.
0: Montrose and Annan, the other game it's on Boxing
2: Day. Oh, it's a mouthwatering one. I think I might head to head to Montrose <laughs> and get out of the hiss. <laughs> I say to the missus, I have I, I need to go to uh, Montrose, watch Annan Because 'Cause I'm going to lose my nut if I don't get out of here.
0: <laughs> I always like Boxing Day. I, I, Oh, I think, historically, some of the best games have been played on a Boxing Day. I don't know why that is, it's just I I remember really exciting games. I remember talking about the past decade or so.
2: Yeah, I I do. I quite like the idea of Boxing Day football as well, but I've, I've seen some howlers as well. I remember watching... I remember watching Johnston pump us up at Fir Park and it was like freezing fog and they had a hangover and just thinking, <laughs> Boxing Day football. But then by the same talk. I remember we played, I'm sure I played Rangers on the Boxing Day as well, a few years back, and I think we got a result and that was, that was a really good one as well. So yeah, I, don't, I don't have a big problem in that.
1: So Kenny Shields took charge of his first match and got beat 2-0. <laughs> uh, not the start, that, wasn't Yeah,
2: not the start he wanted. What would six... you say about it? He uh, was against Falkirk. I thought was the same as you know, some wild quote about Morton fans oh, being real I'm... fans or something.
1: <laughs> no, I've not seen that. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, was it? Can beat? Rangers or Celtic? Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, afterwards, he was dedicating the the win <laughs> to even <laughs> dedicated to the Dundee United fans. I think what's going on? Here? <laughs> <laughs> i have
0: very got to remember that. Uh...
2: See, this is the problem with Kenny Shields now dropping into that division, because, I mean, Kenny Shields, I think he quite like getting a wee bit of press, a wee bit of banter, and he's naming the paper and the rest of the stuff, and he's at Kamarnock. but, let's be brutally honest, nobody's interested in Morton, especially Morton in their current predicaments. So exactly. The big
0: Shields... problem, he could possibly be of interest next season if he can keep Morton up, because then you'll have a yeah. couple like, yes. Rangers in there, you'll yes. probably have Hearts in there, Morton could be in there, people are going to be paying attention to the championship next season. Yeah. It's a shame, because you should be paying attention to the championship right now, because it's a quite an entertaining league. I mean, you've got, was it Dundee 33, Hamilton 31, Race Rovers 29, Fokker 28, Alha 27. Half the league, yeah. and six points each other. Yeah, proper league. Yeah. Great stuff.
1: Uh, very similar in is it League 2? Uh, was up until fairly recently, anyway, where there was, ah, that was facility, a, the, top the top eight. eight it. <laughs> I, I, it's funny that saying the top eight when. <laughs> At the moment
0: the top, the, the top 9 teams are separated with 10 points yep. and it's another 13 back to Queen's Park <laughs> yep. So uh, unsurprisingly Gardner Spears has been relieved of his duties
1: I don't know but I, I quite like the guy I don't know a lot about him but I quite like it that he's been mutually consented but he's not been mutually consented out the door because I think that it's this is a mutual consent because he's agreed to take charge of the, the
2: team for a final match. I think match. Uh, I, McBookie were very happy. They were on the morning. That, um, they did a couple of heavy bets on him the night before he, was, he announced he was for a he ho And of course, when they announced it, it was, like I can't say it had been agreed a couple of weeks ago. So I don't think they were too impressed that a couple of people had obviously got into the fact <laughs> he was sitting for the exit and whacked, mm-hmm. whacked 500 quid on him.
1: Nice. All right. I see that a wee bit of insider trading, Greg. Mm-hmm. I could be all over that if I knew what anyone you in football. Mm. <laughs> right, Chris, I wanted to bring up the the flag ban. Oh, I part, because I think that it's interesting and farcical. At the Aye, same
0: farcical, time. good word. That's an excellent word for it.
1: Because, yeah, well, there's obviously issues and... Football, not just Scottish football, where people taking in fireworks, smoke bombs, wearing fancy trousers. And one way (laughs) of doing it, apparently, (laughs) is wrapping it in flags and banners and sneaking it through the turnstiles. So there was going to be a ban on flags and banners, which, I don't know, there there was discussion on the forum. Black Dog wasn't for it at all. I know that you were against it quite a bit. But if it's going to help that one game if it's going to in any way make the stewards' jobs easier for that one game, I think it's good enough for me.
0: Right, a problem with that is, if it works for one game, the next the next logical step is, oh well, it should work for other games then, let's keep doing it. And then suddenly we can't take banners and flags to any game in Scottish football.
1: Well, I don't want that. I definitely don't want that. Yeah,
0: well, where do you draw the line then? Yeah. Well,
1: okay. good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... then, they banned it that... Then Celtic came out with a statement saying, ah, don't worry, don't they worry, you can do it, it's all right, it's all right. And then the police came out and said, no, you can't do it. Right. So and I don't what, know what the latest is.
0: What's very strange about that is Celtic came out and said, we've spoken to the police, we've spoken to St. Johnson, we've all agreed that the flags and banners can come into the stadium. Then a couple of hours later, the police came out and said, that's not been agreed. So someone is at it here there's been a breakdown in communication or something. But uh, right, as it stands, you, you won't be able to take banners and flags into uh, McDonald Park on Boxing Day. Whether that'll change tomorrow, who knows? Whether that'll change again on Wednesday, who knows? I'm just kind of glad I'm not going, because it's getting ridiculous, some of the, the nonsense that's going on. Um, th- the next question here is, what happens if they do ban the banners... And they do ban the flags, and somebody still manages to sneak pyro in, in their pants or something, and sets that off. What happens when we go up to Inverness at the weekend? Yeah. Do we have to go in naked?
2: See, my, my understanding was, it wasn't, I'm I, oh, I've picked it up wrong, but they weren't saying you can sneak the pyro in in a banner. Because if you take a banner into football, any time I've been to the football and there's people with big banners, they need to unfurl the banner. Huh? At the turnstile, because the first thing you do is check what's on your banner, because if you've got something in your banner which is offensive, then they say, you can't take that banner in. Yep. My understanding was they were suggesting that if there were banners in the crowd during the game, it then became hard to identify somebody who had perhaps set something off that they shouldn't have yep. done, because the banner is then covering a large section of yeah. support, which I can well, kind
0: of understand. I think it's that more to do with that. as well. Yeah, because it's just basically, more... they stand down the front, film you with a camera, but if you're hiding behind a big flag lighting the flare, you can't see you.
1: Yeah. Oh, see, you know it would be good for that? Uh, I'm not saying that the flares are good in any way, because they're not, but you know how you see the big massive football shirts in European football? You know how yeah. they get carried across, like and they block out an entire stand. That kind of thing would be good if you want to set off a flare.
0: Well
1: oh, we had them one uh, a couple of seasons ago that had HMRC as a sponsor. Hi no, that's the, those are pretty common. I've seen I, mean, I,
2: I know there's one. motherwork got a big one, Phil but I've seen, one. like um, I've seen Rangers and Celtic both with huge, like supporters club flags that go right across the whole stadium. And that's, yeah. it's again they kinda they they're, they're trying to ban something which isn't necessarily the problem. The problem here is people taking Flares and smoke bombs into the, into the stadium, and that's, that's where the problem lies. And, and like I said a few weeks ago, it has to stop because it's illegal. So they need to concentrate on having more stewards in there, or having more police in there, or having a better way of identifying what's going on and doing that. But to turn and say, Well, we're, we're going to ban a flag because we think if somebody's got a flag, they might have uh, a smoke
0: bomb under it. I mean, that's just nonsense. It's nonsense. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to ha- have. Yeah, because because the, the other problem we have is we're starting to feel a bit persecuted here, because it's always oh it's the Celtic fans, and it's not always the Celtic fans. No, not, I, I've seen pyro at just about every ground uh, in Scottish football these days. Yeah, it's, it's it's a recent sort of eighteen months, two years thing that this has started appearing in the Scottish football as opposed to in European football, where it's been prevalent for years. But I mean, it's it's not as if it's just us. It's just we're the big team in the big league. We get the most focus.
1: Well, it was yeah, at, really. uh, Recreation Park when Aloha faced Dunfermline in the playoff final. I went to the first leg of that, and there was a few of them, and there's a, a few chucked onto the pitch. There was maybe yeah. two chucked on the pitch, and there was at least two others in the in the stand in the small stand behind the the goals. And then Mcdermott Park, there was at least one set off in one of the Europa League games, the qualifiers that I went to. So and I don't see many eyebrows. I- Ibrox. I'm not no. saying that Rangers it's, it's, fan are in any way. Uh, it's, away it, game. it's an away, away support games, problem.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So i I'm, I'm the same, I've seen Murrow fans do it. Half a dozen times at Waygrounds. I I don't think I've ever seen... Well, that's not true. I've seen one inside Fir Park, but that was maybe three seasons ago. It just Disney not inside Fir Park because the section that these guys get at is kind of generally... There's a wee bit of coming and going, and the understanding is, look, you're not going to have in that nonsense because if you have that nonsense, you're not getting that section. So there's a bit of coming and going. But when you go to the ground, who knows who's going to these games and who knows who thinks it's a great idea to bring a smoke canister in. I mean, there's, there's no way... I, there's no real way of preventing it within the support you just need to hope I just hope that for the McDermott Park game the the, the, the publicity that came out at the back of the Murrow game a few weeks ago where Celtic fans were really getting a pretty tough time I kind of hope that penny drops with a lot of folk in this age you know what? it's just not worth the hassle anymore of taking a smoke woman in or, or a flare in or anything else because I tell you what the first person that's caught with one caught red-handed they are going to get absolutely hammered
0: I th- the the other issue, I think, as far as Celtic are concerned, is they've just recently taken back control of uh, distributing away tickets. Now, this is a, a very recent change. I think it may have happened between, obviously, the Motherwell game and now. So, at this point in time, the St. Johnson tickets had already been posted out and uh, sold. So, right. the people going to this game on Boxing Day haven't been under the strict control of Celtics ticketing policies. So yeah. they don't really know as well as St Johnston do who's got those tickets.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I like I say I just I just hope I just hope I just hope the game does pass off without any without any nonsense because it's uh, like I've said in this this thing up times I, I, I kinda like the, the colour and the noise and the atmosphere that's brought to the grounds by these groups but there kinda is a line as well. And when the stuff like, I mean, it's just it's black and white, you kind of take this stuff in. And I, I say the same for Motherwell fans, Rangers fans, Hearts fans, Aberdeen, Aberdeen fans, are so seen them letting off smoke at for part of this season. It just has to stop because it's doing that that's then going to affect all the other positive stuff that kind of goes on behind the scenes, which gets ignored because the only, the only thing people are concentrating on is there was two smoke bombs set off. And that's, that's what gets the headlines, not so mm-hmm. the fact that there's all this other good stuff that goes on behind the scenes.
1: Uh, it's another, just a uh,
0: phase, hopefully. What you're saying is spot on because when people hear the name Green Brigade and everybody thinks troublemakers. Whereas to me, the Green Brigade are the guys that make all the noise at Celtic Park. They're the guys who are the great banners. They're the guys who on Saturday they are, were outside the stadium collecting uh, for food banks for uh, to feed people during the Christmas period. Here. I mean, the, the work they've been doing is fantastic. But I mean, nobody's going to be talking about the food banks. They're not talking no. about pyrotechnics and. Offensive banners.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: Debatably offensive banners, I should say. Aye,
1: <laughs> uh, well, we'll move on. We'll, we'll move on to the predictions. We've got about 100 games. Kindness. <laughs> <Counting to
0: spread. laughs> Yay, the festive period. <laughs>
1: because, well, aye. Because uh, the Premiership's got games on Boxing Day and also on Sunday.
0: I know I know I know Greg was saying that well, he likes the, the Boxing Day kinda of thing and I've i liked the Boxing Day games as well. But on the other hand, I kinda think we should just take a life out of Spanish football and take two weeks off at Christmas. It's just better be family time.
2: Aye, aye, no, there is there is, there is that as well. Well I look at this I look at our um, fixture this year and it's Aberdeen away. And I think, well, aye. I, I'm hats off to anybody. It's going to go and jump in the bus at half nine in the morning on Boxing Day because it ain't going to be me.
0: Yeah, I mean we're the same. We're 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 away at half twelve on Sunday. That's yeah, nonsense. And have you seen the 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 weather reports for the A nine this week? It's been snow, snow <laughs> gates have been closed for a while. Like, oh, yeah. but I can see that game getting uh, very little attendance for the away fans depending on how the weather continues this week.
1: It doesn't suit me at all. The football over the Christmas period. I think it's my turn for Boxing Day. Uh, I but I'm not going because it's to me. It's it's not football. It's it's all about <laughs> family. Alright,
2: you there's No up. football, aye. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll be the that, title yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, I kind of quite like it. Well, I, I'm, I'm I'm I I, I usually get for a date with like my pals uh, at Christmas and we're going out on the twenty ninth this year. and It's past its thistle away, which is going to be a cracking day. Yeah. And just but the same token, it could have been blooming. Inverness away, so I mean, at it, Disney, it's just What's luck that? this year, yeah. it's, it's, it's coming
0: in quite well. You, you're getting something nearby, I mean, I mean St Johnson Dundee United's that weekend as well, so I mean, that's yeah. pretty close. Aberdeen Ross County, well, it's hard to get Aberdeen Ross County a decent close to each other, but eh, uh, right, will take away in Inverness. Who thought that one up? <laughs>
1: right. right, so the first game up here I've got is Aberdeen against Motherwell. I'm going to go for. A
2: uh, 2-1 home victory. Aye, I don't... D- despite the fact we picked up a wee bit on Saturday, I mean, like I said earlier on, St man did not offer a great deal on the way through it. Aberdeen are a different kettle of fish. I've got a feeling we might go up there and try and grind something out. Oh, aye, maybe 2-1 maybe Aberdeen's, Aberdeen's the score. Uh, the,
0: the, I'm, I'm tempted to say 2-1, but then you two are going for it as well. Um... <laughs> It's, well, I, I think 2-0 But likely, but I've got it in the back of me, Jamie Langfield's a clown. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll say 2-0, go for it. 2-0. Right, next game up, Hearts against Kilmarnock. I'm going to go for one
1: apiece.
2: Uh, I, I, there's, I, there's, even, even though Hearts got a reasonable result on Saturday, I think being at home, eh, Kilmarnock will be setting up slightly different than they did. And uh, I, I just, I, I can't see much hope for Hearts at the moment. If Stevenson's still out injured, I'm kind of struggling to see where the where the creativity's coming from. Kamarnock, they're not great either, but I mean, Boyd has been knocking the odd goal on here and there as well. So I might go one nil, 1-0, 1-0 Kamarnock. I was thinking the same myself, it's going to be, uh, it'll
0: be tight, I think, Hearts. will, this is a game Hearts really need to win, if they've got any chance of getting away from the bottom of the league. But, it's I've come on. I've got a pretty decent record at Tyncastle, actually, in the last couple of years. Went in some sort of three game run there. For, I remember they won all three. I don't know if they're still going that run, but I think commander probably edge at one nil. One nil, Kelly. Right, Partick Thistle against Inverness. I'm going to go two
1: nil
2: away. Aye, away win for me as well. Inverness are still looking pretty healthy. Uh, Partick are. I... They're really struggling at the minute trying to get that, that much-needed win, so uh, that could be 3-0 Inverness.
0: The only thing in the back of my head is Thistle beat Inverness up in Inverness in the, the previous fixture, so... Um, I think Thistle were a bit hard... Well, Inverness were a bit hard done by uh, that day. Well, they certainly felt that way, because they had that perfectly good goal with the corner, remember? you know, they, I've taken that corner. Lines and oh, yeah yeah yes. Yep, yep. Yep. and it never stood. So um, I think Inverness i be a bit than one, but I I still think it'll be tight. I think maybe two one Inverness 2 1
1: Inverness. Ross county against Hubs who knows? No no
2: I've just got to go one each. Uh, Aye <laughs> uh, crap. two two crap sides. Um,
0: uh one each. I won each other. Don't see much in us. I've had one game under Terry Butcher yet. I don't think so. They got. They started with. I said, well, two draws. Aye, I, I think they've drawn just that I've not just... accept a visit to Celtic Park, which they lost one 0 So yeah, no, yep. they're certainly no, they certainly a, sort of boring at the moment. I, I'd, I'd imagine Aberdeen will get better once we get to the the January transfer window, and Terry Butcher can actually do something about that dreadful squad he's got.
1: So next game up is on the Telebox box, and that's St. Johnson against Celtic. No flags or banners allowed, according to the police. I'm going to go for an away victory, two 0 It's
0: about a novelty, I suppose. It's three o'clock telly game. I know it's a Thursday, uh, Boxing Day, but
1: yeah all,
0: all yeah, all the games at the same time. All the games at the same time. and One's on the telly.
1: Brilliant. Yep.
0: Three nothing Celtic. Uh, t- t- I'm I'm of two minds here because on the one hand we've been excellent away from home in the last couple of games obviously the, the wins at Tyne and Firth Park but pff, we seem to have fallen away again but I mean even at the weekend there but it was oh, tippy tappy sideways rubbish very slow build up which was completely different from what we'd done at Firth Park and Tyne where but it was a lot quicker so I-, I think if we can get back to the the nice slick passing football that we're capable of. This could be another high scoring one for Celtic, but if we play what we have in the last couple of games at home, it'll be pretty tight. So I'm going to have, I'm going to earn the say the here and say two one Celtic.
1: St Mirren against Dundee United is the final game. It's obviously going to be an away victory for me. Quite enjoying United this season. Mm, I don't think it's going to be a four-goal haul for them. I'm going to go for 2-1 with Dundee United.
2: Depends what Samir do. If they, if they approach the game the same way they did uh, the game they were Dundee United will, uh, will hammer them But I've got a funny feeling they won't know, because I think, listening to Alainan after the, the game, he sounded pretty despondent about the performance. So uh, they might put up a bit more resistance. I think United are too strong for them though and yeah, it was
0: 2-1 United. Uh, I don't think St Murner especially was strong at the back. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they scored, but I think it would probably 3-1. 3-1 well, United.
1: Yep. Right, and I think we'll just jump ahead and do the predictions on the Sunday as well. Right. Got these, all, against...
0: these ones aren't a predictor, by the way. I started pointing
1: that out. They're not. I should add them in. The the automated system are... See, hasn't he sorted that
0: out Yeah, I'm going to need to do the old pen and paper trick here. <laughs> Alright, right, do you put it on the day.
1: website as we talk? I have been, eh? Uh... <laughs> I put it in the wee black book. You know, I, see, I don't a have a wee black that.
0: book. My wee black book's got my one's numbers on it, like any normal <laughs> guy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I've> just... <laughs> I said, no, sorry, it doesn't because I'm married. I've chucked my wee black book out. <laughs> just <laughs> in right,
1: case you like, like I've had a black book.
0: Like it was over that point,
1: <laughs> I never had a black book. Greg? Like
0: had the, the back of a bookie slip. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's a number of Chinese on it, take away.
0: <laughs> that sounds more like my kind of black book, aye. Ch- Chinese, Indian, chippy. I have like that kind of thing,
1: Never let me down yet. Right, Inverness against Celtic. Perfect time for a a trip up north. 12.30 on Sunday, 29th. to Some BT Sport 2. I'm going to go for an away victory, two one.
2: Uh, oh boy! Goals, goals, goals! Three two Celtic. Osh. I'm
1: going two each. Two each. Saint Johnson against Dundee United's a uh, two o'clock kick off, which is a little bit different. Don't know why that is. I'm sure somebody will be able to tell me. I'm going to go for an away victory. I'm going to go one three. Two each.
0: Uh, 2 0 no United
1: Aberdeen Ross County 3 0
2: no. 2
0: 0. My mm, 2 0.
1: Hibs Killie, 1 2. 1 H. No, no. Partick <laughs> Thistle against Motherwell 1 2.
0: 1 0, no, Motherwell. Uh, you. Aye, 1-0 below. Sounds good.
1: Now, big guess St Mirren against Hearts. 2-0 St Mirren. Aye, 2-0 two, two St Mirren for me. 1-0 St
0: Mirren.
1: Aye, that's going to be a big eight. For Hearts again. Right. Now, we've got the charity bit. We've got these two rounds of fixtures coming up. So, normally... One podcast is one charity bet, but I spoke with Mick Bookie, and they've agreed to give us two charity bets this podcast, and so it's two of the the normal charity bets, I'll call it, where we pick the matches, and then one goal scorer bet, so I've got the goal scorer bet on Boxing Day, which I
0: presume... I thought the goal scorer bet had to be lower week. there's only two games in Boxing Day.
1: Exactly, but then I was gonna go on and say that I presume we are go with John Daly. Uh. <laughs> oh
2: hey Chris, you still heard him last week, he was nearly in tears last week because we could have put on the money in John I Daly because he I was the always... playing man. He was almost always... bubbling.
1: <laughs> hey, he's two to one. So it's not brilliant. Oh who are we playing? Oh, so you're supposed
0: to be gone. I
1: know, but I, I said earlier I'm not gone.
0: That's turned, but no going. Uh, uh, aye, have a day. John Daly is now. Sounds good.
1: Right, so he's 2-1. It's
0: a bit rubbish, but yeah, I'm not surprised. He's uh, been bang on form. But since we've only got that game and the one throws game to pick Yeah,
1: so we'll go with that. So we get one first scorer bet, but then we get two £10 bets on our matches that we go for. And I think we should avoid the handicap bet Greg, I don't think anything's no,
2: jumped out to me. That, that bubble might have burst. We've done a well at, they've done quite well out of that in the past, but I think that might that ship might have sailed. Right. I, the ones I'm looking at are Kilmarnock, Inverness and Dundee United. I don't necessarily think we should take all three, but two of those maybe. Dundee United at St. Murray gotta be. Gotta be Inverness at Partick. Oh. Oh, right. Inver- uh, Inver- uh, Inverness at Partick, that's hey.
1: all. Eleven to eight, I'm I'm up for
2: that. That's what no, I'm are decent odds, twenty nine to twenty at hearts. That's really I, good odds.
0: I think they're even for that. I said said cup of danger to be a draw. I think that's what the problem is.
2: Oh, I mean hearts you're getting I mean you're only getting two to one in hearts in that one as well, so it's, it's, there's not a great deal of difference between the sides. Inverness and and Dundee United then. Double? I think so. Dundee United are seventeen to twenty.
1: And Inverness are 11 to
0: 17 to 20.
1: Yep. Mm. £10 on that returns £43.94. Aye, sounds good. It's all right. Right, so aye. Go with that. That sounds good enough to me. And then we also have the bet on the 29th. Slightly
2: harder one, 29th.
0: Danny United, Aberdeen. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but then like A pretty
1: safe bet. Tandy. Well, what about going down?
0: Marlow's probably got a good bit. That's got big good odds in that one. Thirteen to ten.
1: Thirteen to ten for that. What about going down a league? And looking at Hamilton against Morton.
2: Oh, that's low, on low, the
1: twenty-eighth because yeah. <laughs> the lower leagues on the the Saturday rather than the Sunday because they're not the majority of them point. aren't playing on Boxing Day. So um, setting top the championship against Morton. The odds are not very good, four to nine. <laughs> yeah, I
0: didn't think it would be.
1: But I'm just mm-hmm. looking at that and I'm thinking that that's a bank cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than other than Aberdeen,
2: maybe St. Martin, nine to ten. want my hearts.
1: I oh. ah, quite like that. He pretty much even money against Hearts, aye.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> I say him. I would. I'd be more confident with taking Saint Maryn at home at Hearts than I would be in the, in the the first one we're talking about tomorrow away at Hearts. Yeah, right, so Saint Maryn, I'm up
1: for that. Right, nine to ten. Aberdeen odds on two to five. Uh, no,
2: any yeah, it biters it's... for the Hamilton game? <laughs> no <laughs>
0: you,
2: you can tell by that the complete silence
0: I, t- I tell you what, Hamilton Aberdeen and St Mirren is my a shout Aye
2: Pretty good
0: early, but... uh, If we're gonna if we're gonna take bankers maybe as well go for three. I know there are no bankers but Right
1: Never so mind So that's St Mirren <laughs> Hamilton and did you see Aberdeen? Aye Saying
2: that if you wanted a proper gamble you'd get Dundee United away at St Johnson at twenty nine to twenty. Firm side, Dundee United
0: That's a good shout St John's stuttering well. St John's never beat Dundee United That's the thing that, that, That's an odd amount For uh, the bookies to be offered
2: You could go Dundee United, Aberdeen, St Mirren So you're not wanting
1: the, the Hamilton You're dismissed
0: No,
2: but listen You can say Hamilton as many times as you like he's touching that Hamilton bit So come on, move on It's as bad as the John Daly thing uh,
0: the ah, Kenny Shields thing kind of throws it a wee bit. That's yes, what worries
1: me. He's already lost his first game
0: at home. Aye, but that, that was his first game. He'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll be able to start putting the stamp on it now. He knows what his team's capable of. Aye, he's not distracted by being at a Rugby Park, this week. Aye,
1: was his big goodbye. Aye. I've not seen you for months, but this is the goodbye. Right, so St Mirren, Aberdeen and Dundee United. So Mirren 9-10, Aberdeen 25, Dundee United 29-20. £10 in that, return £65.17. Yeah, oh, Dundee United is a great price. 29 uh, 20 price. that's a great price.
0: Uh, I'm going to McBookie now.
1: <laughs> a wee bit of Christmas cheer for McBookie, giving us mm-hmm. that additional bet. Good guys. They're, they are, they're good guys. Good guys. So hopefully that comes in. Any of them coming in good, even John Daly. I'd be happy if he scored.
2: Oh, you'd be doubly happy if John Daly scores, man. Disney matters only really making us two Bob uh,
1: dancing that's... in the streets of Stirling. <laughs> that's uh, aye. aye. As my mate's at Ibrox sitting em cell <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Aye, there's Craig. <laughs> right, so is there anything else you wanted to discuss?
0: Um aye Scotland announced a, a friendly had they? against Poland in March.
1: Ah, I hear that you're asking for time off already. Uh,
0: I was trying to. <laughs> it's <laughs> <no> happening. <laughs> nah, I can't afford that. I've got a baby anyway. I'd love to go. I, I would love have loved to. I've never been to a away game for with Scotland. So, for, like The first ever game I was at was Scotland-Poland. At Hamden. So. It would have been good. I've never been to Poland either. Given my ancestry, I really should do that at some point. But. No happening but this are time.
1: Poland? Where are they in the World Rankings? Uh, I don't know. Must be reasonably good.
0: They've no made no, the no World Cup, so.
1: Mm. I don't know. I don't know where they are. But just this—what spurred that question on was when I was seeing how well was it Switzerland played the rankings by uh, picking and choosing their friendlies wisely.
0: Poland are seventy-sixth.
1: Oh, so we're going to hump them then, surely? The FIFA rankings don't lie.
0: They uh, should they?
1: Oh, that's Easy. 4-0. Easy. But they're,
0: uh, they're, they're breaking in a new manager, so... It'll be interesting to see how
1: they're going. Well, uh, it would have been a
0: good trap, but... It'll be interesting. It's another challenge for Gordon Strachan and his continuing to rebuild. And of course, we then we'll know about the, the Euro 2016 draws. is. Uh,
1: is that February? February, yeah. Aye, I don't know, I was hearing about the new format and obviously I knew that there was going to be more spaces and I don't know, I don't want to get too carried away but surely we can get in. Surely we've got a chance of fighting and taking this to right to the wire, surely. I don't want another damp uh, qualification.
2: Going in current form, we've got a chance but it's whether we can take that form into a, a, a couple of games where it matters, that's that's the big thing. When the pressure's on. Aye.
1: We need to uh, get... Chris Boyd back involved, best striker the uh, Scottish football's ever seen. Need to get him back involved. Scoring no. goals left, right, and centre. <laughs> Gary Caldwell as well. He'll be back for his injury. Hmm. Get him involved hmm. as well. Hmm. I was looking him up. He's had uh, another operation on his hip. He's he must be in a bad way. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done. He's, he's
0: done. Done. He's he's done.
1: Finito. Aye. Uh, Aye, yeah, a good player on his day, but error prone. But still a, a decent leader. Right, I think that's us in for the end of the podcast. But thanks for coming on, Chris.
0: Aye, oh, it's been good to be back.
1: It's been good to have you back because I've not chatted to you for ages.
0: But oh, there was a lot thanks. of
1: people thought you'd died.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I'm alright. Uh, of course, who knows when the next time will be? Because I the time I record the next podcast, if my wife uh, she decide to give birth early, then it may be a bit uh, noisy in this household. That's it.
1: That's it. Give birth to baby Jesus.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, or, Greg, Greg. or Greg. Or Greg.
1: Uh, what to do is tweet us. If it, if it happens next Monday between <laughs> 9 and half 10 tweet us because
2: that's and that's the first thing you're going to be doing right the first thing it's going to pop in oh, your mind is, oh, but better, I better tweet us football forums with us. of course it's going
1: oh, to be I... the first thing in his mind Greg because he's going to be thinking oh <laughs> damn I'm going to have to name uh, it Craig or Greg
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've just thought see if it's a girl and it's born on Christmas day you call it Holly that's an alright one that's that's alright see
1: yeah, there
0: we go Yeah certainly a better name for a girl than Craig
1: slightly better I don't know if Jesus is a feminine name I'm not sure because he did have long hair
0: <laughs> so is George the
1: <laughs> I bet the handsome devil <laughs> right but thanks for coming on and have a good Christmas
0: yep you too and all the us have a good Christmas
1: yep, yep. have a good one Right, and hopefully Santa gives you what you want. And I'll s I'll speak to you hopefully I'll speak to you both of you. Hopefully we'll get JB back as well next Monday, the thirtieth, for the last one of twenty thirteen. New Year special. All right. Right. Thanks guys. Just Cheers. 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 Bye.